It's Wednesday, December 27th, and on today's Off the Bench, we talk Josh Rosen avoiding the Browns, Christmas Day basketball, and the New York Six Bulls. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to Off the Bench. I'm Major Murphy. And I'm Jake Russell. And we're back from Christmas. Jake, how was your Christmas? It was good. How was yours? It was good. I had a lot of a lot of good gifts, a lot of time with family. It was good. A lot of sports to watch. Oh, Football and basketball. Lots of sports. What was, it, what was the best gift you got? Ooh, best gift. Probably probably Call of Duty. Honestly, I've been really Call getting Duty. into I've been really getting into some World War II. It's good. It's yeah, good. it's re- it's really addictive. It's really addictive. Not very yeah. good, but it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, best gift? Uh, I'd probably have to say new new hat. Got new, a new hat. got a new Adidas hat. Okay. Love it. It's okay. I already love it. I wore, already worn it twice. So. All right. All right. I love it. So, uh, we're gonna get into it. Uh, first thing we have on tap for the show today is the buzz. So we'll get started on that. So starting with the buzz, the first thing we have. Uh, we dive into the pool on this one. Katie Ledecky wins Female Athlete of the Year. She's the eighth swimmer to win this award ever, and she absolutely dominated in the Rio Olympics last year. She won gold in the 200, 400, 800 meter. Uh, so she was just dominant. Uh, I don't really watch swimming. Actually, I do watch swimming a pretty good amount in the Summer Olympics. But yeah. I remember just coming downstairs, it was on... And I was watching, and I was like, "Why are they filming this? Like filming this girl like warming up? Like why is why is she they just focusing?" I hadn't realized that she was so far ahead of everybody oh, else. Yeah. She was a good like six seconds ahead of everybody else that it looked like she was warming up in the pool because the literally the camera frame couldn't get everybody else in the picture. Yeah, I, I mean she was it. she was that dominant. So shout out to Katie like Ledecky. Yeah, like a shark, absolutely. So she wins uh, female athlete of the year over. Serena Williams and others, so pretty impressive. Uh, the next story is a very heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diamondbacks draftee uh, Pavin Smith surprises parents with a mortgage payoff. So it was an early Christmas gift. Uh, he just got drafted by the Diamondbacks with the seventh overall pick. And so he kind of, a lot of guys in the traditional route, when they get all that money, is to buy like a new car, new, new Cadillac, or something like something nice like that. But he went ahead and did something pretty awesome. He paid off uh, his parents' mortgage, and he did it with like a. There was a nice little video he sent. Like a, he had a letter his mom read out. It was really cool. It was on. He posted on his Twitter, and it went viral. So it was pretty cool. So to watch that, and that's kind of I kind of like that because it's kind of not the traditional path. Of, Very heartwarming. Yeah. So it was good, and I don't think it'll make that big of a dent as he got a five million dollar signing bonus so yeah <laughs> so he's still gonna and he's gonna make more money from there so yeah he's pretty set from here on out yeah so he's good so uh that's a good story and then lastly we head over to the world of football and we look at josh rosen hesitant to enter the nfl draft uh for fear of being drafted by the browns so <laughs> browns are Winless on the season, they're terrible. Yeah, he said he said he'd rather be drafted in the right fit later on in the draft than early. 
So basically, he just said, "Screw you, Browns." Basically, when he said that, basically gave him the old middle finger right there. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they go ahead and draft him, anyways. Or yeah, not. I mean, the Browns need a quarterback. Deshaun Kaiser is not the quarterback of the future. He's terrible. So they need a quarterback. The quarterbacks on the board, Rosen, uh, Mayfield, Sam and Sar- Sam Darnold, are all on the kind of list. And the dude from Wyoming is also pretty high. Uh, Josh Allen, yeah. Incredible story too. Yeah. Incredible story. Yeah. So all those guys are looked at. Uh, in terms of who I think is going to be the most successful, uh, obviously I think Baker Mayfield is going to be first. Everyone, if you listen to this podcast, you'll see me on Twitter at OTB underscore pod. You know I love Baker Mayfield, but and I think he's going to be the most successful. Number two, I actually have Sam Darnold, uh, just because I think he's the most ready for the NFL, and he's got the best body for it. But And then Josh Rosen, he's got a lot of injuries. So I don't think he's the best quarterbacks, and the Browns are probably going to have the, they have the number one pick. Yeah, they have that. So one. I don't even think they should worry about it too much. Uh, I don't even think he's the best quarterback on the board. He's still very talented, but I think he can get better guys. Josh Allen is another guy Jake mentioned. Very good. So I don't think they should worry about it too much. So plus, who would want to draft somebody who doesn't want to play for you? I know. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> I, mean, just like, I mean, that would be a Browns thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> draft somebody who specifically said they don't want to play for the Browns. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. So it's. I think there's other guys that they have options with, but that's uh, how Rosen feels, and that also wraps up the buzz for this week. Uh, and so we're going to transition now to a little thing we like to call the two-minute drill. So let's go ahead and get into that. All right. So we had Saturday uh, to kick off the week of NFL football. Uh, Ravens took care of the Colts 23-16. And then our second Saturday game, the, the Vikings took care of the Packers 16-0. Case Keenum is still legit. So everybody who thought the bottom was going to fall on the Case Keenum train, you're wrong. Case Keenum's legit. Vikings going to the playoffs. Uh, we move over to Sunday. Uh, it was a lot closer than we thought. The Rams only won 27-23. Uh, Titans still in it. They need to win next week. Then we move on to the Bills-Patriots. Patriots won this one 37-16. Easy win. Then we had the Browns and the Bears, and you know the result of that one. Bears win 20-3. Browns are still terrible, and they're not going to get a win on the season. Uh, then a big NFC South matchup, Saints-Falcons. Saints are able to pull up this one, 23-13. It was a good game. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram looked legit, as always, so they're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. Uh, Then we move on to the Bengals and Lions. Bengals won that one, 26-17. A pretty big upset, so put the upset away on that one. And then, lastly, for me, I have the Bucks, and then the Panthers beat the Bucks, 22-19, so another big NFC matchup. NFC South matchup, so those are my games. Jake, you want to take the rest? Yeah, so the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 29-13. Andy Reid decided to give Kareem Hunt the ball, and they won as expected. Pretty simple. Uh, The Redskins beat the Broncos 27-11. That Broncos offense is horrendous. Uh, So many problems. Who knows what they're going to do to fix it. The Chargers beat the Jets 14-7. That game was pretty ugly. Chargers can still make the playoffs, but still in the hunt. Yeah, still in the hunt. 49ers beat the Jags, uh, 44 to 33. That was insane. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, and Shanahan are the new Belichick and Brady. I'm telling you right now. Mark it down. Oh my gosh, their chemistry together is unreal. Um, 
And you know, everybody this offseason is going to be talking about 49ers and all. That's all the offseason talk is going to be about them making the playoffs next year. But anyways, uh, Seahawks beat Cowboys 21-12, spoiling the return of Zeke and the hopeful Cowboys at making the playoffs. They're out. Yeah, they're done. The Cardinals beat the Giants 23-0. I think uh, Josh Rosen has a new home in New York now. Speaking of him, he, uh, I think he'll end up going there because the Giants have shown that they'll bench Eli Manning and after putting up zero points, not looking too good for that. Steelers beat the Texans 34-6, and the Eagles beat the Raiders 19-10. The offense looked a little shaky under Nick Foles, something to keep keep an eye out. Yeah. So, I don't know if we quite made two minutes. Uh, We'll have to look at the clock. We'll go under the hub. Yeah, under the the hub, under the curtain. Yeah, we'll look at the tablets, you know. The Microsoft Edge. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We'll take a little replay review. Uh, We'll probably be quicker than the NFL refs, I think. Of course. uh, We'll make sure we'll take a little review at that. But that is our two-minute drill. That is a recap of all that happened in a wild week uh, week 17. Was that week 17? That was week 16. Week 16. Week 16 of football. And so we have a – it'll be a great next week. A lot of teams are going to be benching their players to rest that have made it. So that's always interesting. It's kind of hard to call the games at that point. Hell yeah, betting betting is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people – and then there's a couple teams that are still need to win games to make it to the playoffs. So a lot of playoff implication games next week. But that was our Week 16 rack, uh, recap. So we're going to now get into Christmas Day basketball. So sports – and Christmas go hand in hand, Jake. Of course. I love it. And not only did we get some Monday football uh, that was great and I enjoyed every bit of it, but we also got a little bit of some basketball in there. As usual. And it was great. It was fantastic. I love, uh, for some reason, yeah, I don't know, just a, a bigger stage, I guess. It's like... It's like a better version of the NBA Finals because yeah, you get to play. It, it like matters more. It, it the games count the same, but since you're playing on Christmas, like it matters more if you yeah. win. I guess it was, it was fantastic to watch. But our first game that we're getting into, uh, T Wolves beat down shorthand at Lakers one twenty one to one hundred four. Uh, the Lakers were without Lonzo Ball and uh, Brandon Ingram, so. As you can imagine, that offense was terrible. I was was uh, I was watching the game, and I mean they just looked lethargic. I mean it was terrible. The defense couldn't move. There was no. I mean honestly, I, the stats have been pretty terrible for Lonzo. Mm-hmm. And I think this is more of a hit from Ingram being out than Lonzo. But I mean, he's had bad stats. But taking Lonzo out of the equation, you lose a great passer. And when you don't have that kind of facilitating out on the floor, it really hurts the team. And you could see it. The offense looked terrible the entire night. They, I mean, I'm surprised they put uh, triple digits. Honestly, yeah, I'm surprised they broke a hundred. It was crazy. Uh, the T Wolves uh, were rolling. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson dropped 23 apiece, and then Cat added on 21. So they were rolling. Kuzma dropped 31 points, and it still wasn't enough. Kuzma is legit. Uh, he needs to be in legit conversation for Rookie of the Year. He's fantastic. Along with Donovan Mitchell uh, and some other guys, I think he's one of the best rookies out there. Everybody thought it was going to be Lonzo when the Lakers. I didn't even know who Kyle Kuzma was yeah, to, start, to start the season, but he has been legit. He's 
this is I don't know how many games this has been of him dropping 30 points, but uh, it's just another one that he adds. Even though it wasn't enough, uh, I think the Lakers found a steal in him. I think Kuzma's oh, legit. Yeah. So he is Kuzma's legit. Uh, T Wolves get their four straight win. And the Lakers are now 11th in the West, so they have a lot of ground to make up. To make the playoffs. Yeah, they need to get up to that eighth seed at least. So they got a lot of ground to make up, but they do get Lonzo back in a couple days, and they also get Ingram back, so the offense will get back on track. Uh, Our second game was a rematch of last year's playoffs and a little matchup between Russell Westbrook and James Harden, former teammates. On the Thunder, uh, the Thunder. It was a close game, but the Thunder pulled out, uh, one twelve to one oh seven. Uh, it was a great. It was kind of. This is kind of a theme throughout the games. The top players kind of dueling it out, but it was Harden versus Westbrook, as you can imagine in this game. Westbrook put on put on an absolute clinic. He had thirty one points, eleven assists, and six boards. Almost another triple double. He's gonna average one again at the end of the season. He's just been fantastic. But he looked great, and 11 of those points came in the fourth quarter when they needed it the most. So, I mean, he's clutch. He does everything. I mean, he's just – Russell Westbrook is an absolute animal. Like This player's making plays. I know. He's a beast. Uh, but Harden also, he had a great night. He went 29-14-8. And, and one thing I noticed from watching the game uh, is that the Rockets' offense is – way more advanced and way better than the Thunder. Even though the Thunder won that game and Paul George and Carmelo Anthony played pretty well alongside Westbrook, don't don't get any ideas. The Rockets are better. They have a better offense. They generated more shots. They had more dry like open lanes and they had wide open threes that they just couldn't hit. So I think the Thunder played well and they did get the win, but make most no mistake, the Rockets are still there. They're still legit. Harden's going to drop another 50 points again. I mean, the Rockets are better. They just couldn't hit those shots in that game. But they're still they're still a legit team. Everybody has off days. Mm-hmm. Except me. Except Jake. Yeah, except you me. Heard I don't miss. Jake, Jake yeah. never misses. Yeah, I, I don't miss. I've never seen him miss. I literally ever. have never missed a shot before. It's never, crazy. Ever. I just can't do it. Yeah. So that was a great game. But moving on to another one-on-one duel uh, was John Wall versus uh, Kyrie Irving as the Wizards get a win over the strong Celtics team. So this is the first game that they played since they last had that close game in Game 7 last year in the playoffs. And it just felt like a Game 8 because the same intensity was there. It's like they never – like it was like they played the next day. Like they picked up where they left off. I mean, it was great. The intensity was great. Uh, They were just – everybody – I don't think it's a – I don't think they're legit rivals anymore. I think that's kind of died out. But they still have that intense, like, they still want to beat each other down. They still want to, like, they still know that they're some of the top teams in the East, along with the Cavs. So they still want to beat those teams. Like, they still want to beat each other. So it was a great game. Uh, Wall and Kyrie Irving were going back and forth, just highlight after highlight. It was ridiculous. Kyrie was laughing at John Wall when he missed a dunk. It was great. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you love to see two two players just go at it yeah. the whole game. Yeah, just, just take over the game, put the teams on their back. Yeah, I mean it was it. it was dynamic. I loved watching every minute of it. Uh, John Wall finished with twenty one points and fourteen assists, and then Kyrie Irving, not too far behind, 
He had 20 points and five assists. So, like I said, these two teams, along with the Cavs, are the best teams in the East. And I think they have the potential to meet up in the playoffs. I don't know who I'm taking in that series. I like the Celtics a lot. I love Kyrie Irving. I don't know who I'd take in that series, though. Just John Wall, uh, Kelly Oubre, uh, Bradley Beal. They have a lot of talent on that team. And a lot of people don't really look at the Wizards as a legit team. But they are. They're good. So... I think they have the potential to meet back up in the playoffs, so that'll be interesting. Uh, then moving on to the fourth game out of five, the 76ers looked pretty good as they got a win over the Knicks, 105-98. to uh, It wasn't a dominant win, nor was it a real close game. The score was, uh, the game was not as close as the score indicates. Uh, the 76ers pretty much had it in in the control like in the last five minutes uh jj reddick dropped 24 points surprising there he he's splashing from three and then Embiid added another 25 and so it was those two were clicking uh poor Zingus, he had 22 points in his return he'd missed a couple games with a i forgot what injury he had but he missed a couple of games uh but something was that i had found that was really interesting and I mean, I just, if I thought about it, but the 76ers had the first overall pick in 2015, and they could have drafted Porzingis uh, with that pick, but they ended up getting Jalil Okafor. Porzingis moves down to the fourth pick and goes to the Knicks. So, uh, what do you think would have happened if they got Porzingis, the 76ers? I mean, you think about, they would have had Joel Embiid, uh, maybe not have Simmons because they may not have been number one pick again, but yeah, they still would have had Porzingis and Embiid, two of the best big men, so what do you, Shoot. I mean, you, you talk about dominant, like, down low. Yeah, I mean, they would, I don't know how much if they would have improved drastically. I think mm-hmm. they would have definitely won more games because Porzingis is such an all-around player that yeah. he can, yeah, I mean, he, he, can, shoot, he can be he a can difference drive, maker between, between a win and a loss. Uh, I don't know. That's very interesting. I think I think they would have definitely been better. I don't know if it would have meant playoffs necessarily. Yeah, they'd still been young, but yeah, those two playing on the same team would have been something else. Yeah. Uh, if it means them, uh, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and you want to pick up Porzingis with that pick, but I mean, if that means not getting. Uh, ben Simmons later in the draft, then I don't know. I think Ben Simmons might be the best out of all three of those guys. He's looked fantastic this year, so I don't know. Maybe it just works out for itself in the end. But that was our fourth game. And then our final game the was the best for last. The best game Cavs and the Warriors. And it came down to the wire and a little bit of controversy as all games yeah. NFL, NBA, doesn't matter. They're all ending in controversy with refs screwing up the game. And not making the calls, but uh, ultimately, before we get to that, the Warriors were able to top the Cavs 99-92. to They were without Steph, so of course Kevin Durant was leading the way. Uh, in addition, he had 20-something points in the game, but he also had five blocks, so he was just an absolute animal on defense, along with Draymond Green, who was like that night in and night out. But we get down to the final play, uh, the Cavs are trying. They're down by a couple. They're trying to get back into the game. And then uh, LeBron's driving. And then 
the block or the foul, whatever side you're on, occurs from Kevin Durant. So, Jake, what's your what's your take on that? Um, for me personally, you know, I'm more of like a let the boys play kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't have called it a foul. Uh, just because I'm more of like a physical player and everything. But, I mean, from the NBA standpoint, the NBA has gotten so soft and everything that they always call that a foul. So I think those refs in that situation should have called it a foul. And the NBA even said that the refs messed up and that that should have been a foul. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, me personally, like the way I like to play basketball, no. Especially under two minutes. You know, you want to let some contact, let them go at it. Yeah, and especially – Especially with the speed at which they take to, like, replay this and it takes forever. With that being such a pivotal point in the game and it's so late in the game, if they had stopped that and taken a look at it, I mean, I think they would have gotten the right call and they would have called it a foul. But still, it's just, I mean, it takes so long. And I think it takes away from the game. So I agree with you. I think in those late situations, I think you have to let them play to a certain extent. Obviously, you see the foul clearly play out and you have to call it, but... I mean, I just feel that you have to let them play, so. Yeah, no, I would agree. So that's my take, but Christmas Day basketball did not disappoint. It was great. I was watching that, flipping between that and football, just sitting on my couch all day. It was great. It was a great Christmas. Anytime sports are involved, it's always a great Christmas. But that wraps up our Christmas Day basketball, and we're going to get in our to our final segment, which is our which I like to call our pick six. So we get to do the New Year's six bowls. So we're going to get into that right now. All right, so Jake, what is our first game? Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, the Peach Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, UCF versus Auburn. Okay. Uh, now, I know you may think I'm biased for this, but I have Auburn killing UCF. That UCF defense has struggled all year. Auburn's defense held both Alabama and Clemson to 14 points each. Mm-hmm. So I know they can they can really shut down UCF and hold them to a minimum. Uh, and that UCF defense can't stop on Johnson, who's going to be healthy. Jarrett Stidham's look good all season. I think Auburn has – there's no reason for Auburn not to dominate this game. We'll see how they do. We'll see how motivated they are. Yeah. Because in these in these bowl games, the group of five team is always very motivated to go and show out against, you know, like a yeah, big yeah. SEC team or whatever. Yeah, they can get that win. Yeah. It's a huge win for the program. Exactly, so. exactly. So we'll see what motivation Auburn has. But they have. there's no excuse for them not beating UCF. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with you on this one. Uh, I have Auburn. I don't know if I have them dominating, but I have them winning by a pretty good amount. I think Scott Frost will get uh, UCF ready for this game. I think he's a great coach, and obviously it's shown how he's turned around that program. But I just don't think that UCF has the – I don't think they have the talent to match up with Auburn. No, they can't. And I don't think they could. I think Scott Frost will do some things that will kind of confuse Auburn maybe in the beginning. But I don't think ultimately he can do that for four quarters. So I think Auburn wins this pretty pretty evenly going away. So that's we both have Auburn in that first game. What's our second game? We have the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Is that real? Number PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. PlayStation got a got a little sponsor there. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> the that would be eleven Washington versus uh, number nine Penn State. Uh, for me, I have Penn State just because. 
Haven't seen a whole lot impressive from Washington this year. Penn State still has Saquon Barkley and Trace McSworley, uh, which is – it's weird how Saquon Barkley was all anybody was talking about but the first half Trace of the season. But then Trace comes out and he's looking – He's looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. But, I mean, but it's just, you don't – the second half of the season, you didn't hear Saquon Barkley's name at all. He, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't a Heisman finalist. It was weird. He, like, dropped off the earth. Yeah. Do you think he plays in this game? Because we've had a lot of guys – this has become, I think, more of a trend for guys sitting out uh, in these big-time games. Do you see Saquon Barkley sitting out for this game? No. Uh, for NFL? I don't think he will because I think he – he still has a lot to prove because this class of running backs, one, is highly competitive. Yeah, Darius Guys. Yeah, Darius Guys. You have Nick Chubb. You have Kerryon Johnson, who made the leave early. Yeah. Uh, you have Bryce Love at Stanford. Yeah. You have the uh, the dude from uh, San Diego State uh, yeah, who had with, over yeah. 2,000 yards. Um, this is an extremely competitive running back class. Um, and Saquon Barkley really the second half of the season slowed down and was yeah. not very productive. So every game matters at this point. So I think I think he plays because he still has something to prove. And yeah, this is this is one last time for the scouts to get a good look at him. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so if he, uh, I think I agree. I think he plays in this game. If he does, they win. If he doesn't, they still might win because I'm not really I'm not too impressed by Washington. I'm not either. No, in the Pac-12, that's just looked like the trashiest conference in a long time. So I'm not impressed with them. So either way, we both have Penn State in that one, and I think we agree on the next one as well. Uh, what game is that? That is the Xbox. I'm just kidding. No, it's the <laughs> it's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. I was about to say uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Uh, number eight, U- USC versus number five, Ohio State. Uh, I have Ohio State beating USC this year. Um, they're going to be healthy. I think they're pretty pissed off. They didn't get into the playoffs yeah, after they winning a, the they Big Ten. They got to play with a little chip on their shoulder. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna try to go out and show people that. They should have been in the playoff. I don't think they should have been in the playoff. Uh, that's a different argument, but I think they're going to play like they're going to play pissed off and try to prove people that they should have. So yeah. I have Ohio State beating USC. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed with the game the other night when Josh Rosen didn't play uh, against Kansas State, uh, whether it was concussion like they said or he was just saving himself for the draft. That's out for debate, but. I was really disappointed because I wanted to see him play because he's probably going to be one of the top guys in the draft. So I'm excited to see this game. I believe Sam Darnold will play. Uh, he hasn't made it official, but I think he will. So I'm excited to see that one. But either way, I still have Ohio State taking the win in that one. Yeah, I do too. So then now we have the Capital One Orange Bowl. Uh, number 10, Miami versus number 6, Wisconsin. Uh, now this game was a little hard for me to decide because I think both teams are overrated, um, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go with Miami, you know, because here's the thing they have turnover chain. They have their turnover chain, okay. and Wisconsin's quarterback uh, tries to throw at least one interception every game. Yep. I don't know why he does it. Yep. But he literally like does it on purpose. I'm pretty sure won a game. So I think once he does that. Um, you know, the, the game's in Florida, so you'll have, you know, Miami going crazy. And you'll have a lot of Miami fans there. And when they get a turnover, it'll be it'll be banging. It'll be loud, the turnover chain. Um, so I, I have Miami winning, beating Wisconsin. Uh, in the battle of the overrated teams, 
which is Wisconsin and Miami. I have Wisconsin winning this one just because I feel like they have a little more to play for. You saw that they were a lot of people doubted them all year, even though they were undefeated and they weren't able to get that top four spot. And then they ultimately lost in the conference championship. And then they were out of the playoffs from that. I think they have something to prove. I think that they're not just some overrated team. I think that one loss doesn't define them. And if they go out there playing like that, then I think they can get the win. So I have Wisconsin in this one. So uh, that wraps up the four games that we have. And then rounding out the New Year's Six Bowls, we have the two playoff games. Uh, first one is number one, Clemson versus number four, Alabama. Jake, who do you have in that one? Yeah, I have Clemson beating Alabama. Uh, like I said earlier uh, on a different episode, uh, I think Jalen Hurts will never win a national championship as a starting quarterback at Alabama. I don't know if you listened to our first episode, but I stated that there. I'll state it again until he actually wins one. Uh, I have, yeah, I have Clemson beating Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Um, but – it will, it will be interesting. Alabama's going to be looking for revenge after losing to Clemson. Uh, Nick Saban versus Dabo Sweeney, the two best yeah. coaches in college football going at it. That's always fun. Yeah. But I have uh, Clemson beating Bama. Yeah. Uh, after this podcast, I will make sure to uh, tweet this out on our Twitter, OTB underscore pod. For all the people that are on Twitter, go ahead and follow us. But I'll make sure to uh, tag Jalen Hurts in that. <laughs> Quoting you yes. on that, saying that because he'll see that, and maybe he'll play with a maybe yeah, he'll play a little that'll, stronger. That'll give him some motivation. Yeah, maybe he'll have a little extra motivation. Uh, I disagree with Jake on this one. I actually have Alabama winning this one. I talked about it in the first episode. Uh, whenever there's just two close teams, I always have to pick the coach, and so I have to pick Nick Saban. I did the same philosophy with the Patriots and Steelers game. And whether or not that was the Patriots win to have, I think I went with Belichick on that one just because they were too close to call. And they ultimately got the win. Whether or not they won or not is up to debate. But uh, I just have to go with the coach. And I think giving Nick Saban this much time is just asking for trouble for Clemson. So I think they figure out how to contain Kelly Bryant. And I think they figure out a way to get past that strong, strong defense. So I have Alabama in that one. Okay, and then we have number two, Oklahoma, versus number two – or number three, Georgia. Okay. Um, I have Oklahoma beating them. I'm not very confident in it. Jumping on the Baker Mayfield train, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not confident in that pick. Like, I don't think uh, Oklahoma's definitely going to win. Yeah. I think Georgia could could definitely win. But I I lean a little bit Oklahoma just because of how good that offense is and how unstoppable they've been. Mm -hmm. Um, But – I don't know. Georgia definitely has a shot. I'm just I'm not I'm not 100 sold on Georgia yet. Yeah, out of these picks, this is the one thing that we agree on. Uh, Oklahoma is my pick also in this one. Uh, like Jake said, I'm not too confident in this pick, but I do think Baker Mayfield is hitting his groove, and he is the best player in college football right now. So with that being said, I think he can. This. Uh, everybody's talked about the Oklahoma defense. I think he does enough to keep them into the game. I think they can. I think they can match, and I think he can outplay Jake Fromm and Nick Chubb on the offensive side for Georgia. And I think he does enough to keep the defense in it. With that being said, though, when they get to the championship, for my at least my championship vision, when they play Alabama, I just think that Alabama defense is too much 
for him. And even if Clemson makes it, I think they're too much for him. Just I think whoever wins, like I said, uh, I think whoever wins that Clemson-Alabama game wins it all. But I think getting to that national championship game, I think Alabama beats Clemson just because I think Alabama's a little too much for Baker Mayfield and that Sooners offense to handle. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I understand, yeah. But you have Clemson versus – you had Clemson versus Oklahoma in the championship? Yeah, um, that's another really interesting one. I think I would go with – I think I would go with Oklahoma against, really? against Clemson, yeah. Uh, that offense is just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Even even with the defense as good as Clemson. Yeah, do you think they can contain Kelly Bryant? I do, I do. I think their defense is very hot right now. They've really improved the second half of the season. Yeah. I think they can, they can definitely step up, and Clemson's going to score their points, but I, I think they can get a few turnovers to really flip the field and change the momentum, and end up winning the game. Yeah, well, that has been our pick six, and that has been our show. So that wraps up everything we have to talk about. We're going to be coming out with another episode this Friday, so stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter and follow us on SoundCloud. And that's pretty much it. I'm Major Murphy. And I'm Jake Russell. And this has been another Off the Bench. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right.